Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. are so excited to do episode two of Table Flipping. Um, I'm Alyssa. And I'm Taylor. <laughs> you said it exactly the way I we recorded it I just realized that when I said it. It felt really weird. It's the muscle good. memory was bizarre. Um, thank you so much all for being so kind to us about our first episode. Yes. Uh, if you like it and you want to share it with your friends, we would really appreciate that. Follow us on Instagram at Table Flipping. Flipping podcast. Nailed um, it. No trolls yet, which I, I which think is, is a good sign. No yeah. trolls, no dick pics. Did I tell you, I haven't even told you, I had my friend Amber listen to our podcast in Japan. Wow. She's straight up in Japan and was on a train to Osaka and texted me and was like, listen to the podcast. That's so cool. Yeah, we're international. We're international. We're around the world. <laughs> Internationally <laughs> downloaded podcast. That's pretty great. All right, let's get into it. So, yes. I wanted to start off by uh, commenting on the whole Orange County College visits. Yes. Um, I <laughs> Something I quickly learned about myself. So I personally went to junior college and then I transferred to USC for film school after that. And <laughs> Shannon went to USC straight out of high school. And Shannon Bedore of mm-hmm. Real Houses of Orange County. Uh, and she was like making the point to her daughter who was trying to say that college wasn't necessary. She was like, there's a difference between getting a degree from a junior college and getting a degree from USC. And I want, I like leapt out of my chair and I wanted to be like, junior college saves you debt and opens your future opportunities. You know, like I felt so defensive about it. And then cut to the next scene and Bronwyn's taking her daughter to Cal State Fullerton. And I was like, why does she want to go to Cal State Fullerton? <laughs> so I really came on here prepared to be like, a woman of the people and mm-hmm. talk about, you know, how, what a great opportunity junior college is for everybody. And then immediately was just being an elitist about <laughs> the Cal State system. Um, you were like, you know. ew, gross. I know. Fullerton? I was like, for what? No. Art? No. Art? You yeah. don't want to go into debt at Fullerton for art. Just go draw. <laughs> just go draw. Just go draw, girl. Um, yeah. In that conversation with, uh, with her mom, Shannon's daughter goes, oh, what did she say? I wrote it down. She goes, Every school and every degree is the same. (laughs) And it got me heated for a second. I was like, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) But it is the worst that she just had to be like throwing down junior college. I'm like, Shannon, look at you. Yeah. You're a real housewife who makes frozen dinners. Like, yeah. stop yelling at your Chill daughter. Out. Let her figure it like, out. Like, what did you do with your USC degree? Yeah. Besides, like, go have to interact with your husband's mistress at USC alumni games. Exactly. <laughs> tough, 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 tough. Her daughter also said something like, there's plenty of people who are billionaires who didn't go to college now. And it's like, I don't know if there's plenty of billionaires. Yes. And she said, <laughs> yeah, the way she said that, I was like, wow, you really, plenty of billionaires right now. At are one- you just thinking of Kylie Jenner? Yeah. Is that the one? person you're thinking of? I think that's pretty much it. But you know, Sophie? she might not be, that might not be impossible for her because if we think about the Gigi and Bella Hadids of the world, right. they've gone on to be very successful um, as products of their mothers being on the show. So, right. you know, I, I can't, uh, I can't sit here and say that she's totally wrong, you know? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. It's also fun to just see, like, I so vividly remember being a snotty teenage girl to my mom and being like, like, 
I don't need to go to college. I'm just going to go be a hairdresser in Hawaii. Like, why would <laughs> I do what simple, you've done? Mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple, mom. It's simple, man. I'm going to like, Hawaii. Okay, good luck. Whatever. I'm so tired of raising you. Good luck. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> Did you notice, too, the top of this OC episode? I died when Kelly Dodd came into the kitchen where her boyfriend was making coffee, and she's wearing a turban. Mm-hmm. Like, just like a full-blown turban and Mm -hmm. he turns around and he looks at her and he goes whoa and she was like hi good morning and he was like I'm sorry are you gonna tell me my future and she was like what the fuck does that mean and he's like you look like a psychic like you look ridiculous it looks like you're wearing a costume and it cuts to her testimonial and she is so aggressively like um this is Gucci yeah it's fashion I'm upset like why would he be mean to me about this turban But at the end of the day, she did kind of look ridiculous. And it just reminds me of, like, the girl battle with hair accessories in general. Like, I have always loved hair accessories. Anyone who went to college with me knows I wore, like, bows every day freshman year. I Mm -hmm. love ribbons. I love headbands. But they usually look fucking ridiculous. The other day I was shopping at an H&M, you know, very Mm -hmm. on the fairway type of store. And they had a headband. And I put it on. And I turned to my boyfriend and I said, is this, do I look cute or (laughs) stupid? And he goes, exactly. Ah! (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay, that's fair. That's actually a very fair answer. And the same thing happened later when I was watching this week's uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey. Teresa tries to do that like cool top knot that's in right right now where you do half hair up, half hair down, and then you have a ball of hair on the tippy top of your head. And she looks so silly. And I also recently tried to do that. And my boyfriend walked in and went, I'm sorry, have you ever worn your hair like this? Ah. And I was like, no. And he was like, okay, because it is different. It's different. (laughs) So I just feel for all of these women going on national TV and struggling with the the hair accessories. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be accused of having no style or being the same all the time. I will say also, this is a major issue in my relationship. So when Mike and I first started dating, we worked on the same multicam together. And I wanted to look really cute for a tape night, especially because he had just become my boyfriend. And I was like so proud of my outfit and I walked out to the stage and he goes, you look like a masseuse. (laughs) And one of our friends, God bless her, pulled her, pulled him aside and was like, don't speak to her like that. (laughs) And ever since then, it's just been a running bit. Like whenever I get dressed that Mike has to make some sort of joke about. And I'm like, sometimes it's okay not to have a joke. You know, sometimes you don't have to comment on it. Sometimes you can just let me live and (laughs) know that I'm taking a swing, you know. (laughs) But anyway, I feel like I've I bash him a little bit and I (laughs) should say that he's very sweet and funny and it's all in good humor so mm-hmm. there you go um let's see let's talk about real houses of atlanta which i just feel like was a slam dunk of an episode this sure week. i completely agree we had cynthia uh handling that situation in the car with her daughter coming out to her seemingly for the first time with such beauty and grace yes saying like if you find an amazing woman who loves you and treats you right or if you find an amazing man that loves you and treats you right that's a blessing either way and doesn't it feel so real what felt very real to me is when she cynthia is talking to the camera and was like I knew that my daughter was fluid. We have had this conversation before. We've talked about her sexuality and I knew she was fluid. This conversation of her out there and being fluid is is, is another thing too. And it felt very real to have those kind of phases of this conversation with your parents of, 
okay, like this is me coming out. And then this is me really talking to you about actively dating in mm-hmm. the gay community. And Cynthia having a very, um, I think, really honest reaction to that. And just like swallowing that pill with such grace and then talking to her daughter so sweetly about it. I loved that scene. I thought it was so great. And doing, you know, doing that in your private life. I mean, Noelle is like, she's not a main character on the show. She's kind of come and gone as she's grown up. And for her to choose that to do, to do that on national TV is awesome. Yes. And I, it makes me think a little bit of like Demi on The Bachelor who didn't, who wasn't open about her sexual preferences when she was with Colton and then decided to come back and really show that to everybody on um, Bachelor in Paradise. And I just yeah. think like, I don't know if I could do that. That's so like cool and brave it's very brave and kind of scary and very scary but it is yeah she's like hey I've got this platform we're exposing our lives anyway let's talk about this like very real thing that hopefully people can relate to yeah so awesome I have a question about the best friendship triangle that's going on between Cynthia Kenya and Eva Mm. so Cynthia I don't think of my friends this way and I was wondering if you think of your friends like you may only have one person with the title of best friend and if you have more Mm. than one then it's a conflict between them I certainly used to have that uh idea Mm -hmm. certainly because it I don't know there's something also very clicky about I've grown up in 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 musical theater which Mm -hmm. is a big friendship community and it's always been you know very fun and loving, but there is a, this is my best friend and this is my best boyfriend and this is my best girlfriend. And going into college, I had a little bit of that too. And when I started to grow out of it, of that attitude, I did have growing pains of other friends being like, well, she's my best friend, you know, like there, and, and I felt that too on the reverse If you, you see the person that you identified as your best friend, get a new best friend and you're like, no, yeah. but it is a strange, like I said, I feel like I am even still growing out of it. It's stranger to see older women with children, with that, with fully grown, fully grown children (laughs) being like, no, this is, this is the label. It's very like MySpace top eight. Yes. And it's not healthy. In a previous season, one of the early seasons, Cynthia and Nini had uh, a friendship sort of like this and Cynthia wanted Nini to sign a best friendship contract (laughs) and then later when they had a falling out she burned it in her kitchen sink so Cynthia seems to be big on this dynamic with people I've been meaning to tell you I do have a best friendship slash (laughs) podcast host contract it's I brought it here we could talk about it when we're done recording okay great (laughs) that's really crazy so crazy um I'm so excited for next week's episode. I feel like it's the Avengers of Housewives because they're mm. going to New York Pride and I already saw like Sonia Morgan on a float and yeah. it's just going to be a shit show. Avengers of Real Housewives, that's genius. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about, didn't you think that there was a lunch scene with a bunch of the Real Housewives of Atlanta talking to Portia who has been uh, cheated on by her husband and yes. baby daddy and it was a really fascinating scene to watch because- there was at one point where one of her good friends was like, well, can't you get over it? Didn't he just cheat? Yes. And if you were watching that scene and it was a, you know, scripted like Shonda Rhimes show, if we're mm-hmm. watching Grey's Anatomy and someone's husband cheated on them while they were pregnant, the best friend character would not have a line like that, would no. not be so toler- like tolerating of this horrible thing. But it's... And it was so heartbreaking to see her, to see Portia be like, no, I'm not getting over it actually. But what a, what a perspective and voice that you don't hear a lot is that friend who, instead of saying, fuck him, fuck that guy, you could do better. 
is to hear one of your friends go, well, it's just cheating. Yeah. Like, we can, we can put that behind us. And on the flip side, at the end of the episode, there was a very real conversation between Portia and her sister, who seems to have gone through a similar situation with her father mm-hmm. of her child. And she's kind of advocating, like, hey, I don't want you to be a single to be mother. alone. Like, yeah. I'm doing this, and it's really hard. And Portia's looking at her, like, but you're okay, and you have the life you deserve. And they're debating what kind of example they want to set for their daughters. I mean, that was truly, if you're not watching Real Housewives of Atlanta, I highly recommend jumping on. You don't yeah, need to know anything. Yeah, now is the time. It Just, is. It's so, so good. I, that that conversation was equally as, um, I would say, deep. Yeah, you know? it's incredibly yeah. deep. And and I feel like Portia is doing an interesting uh, job of being, I got to stop saying interesting. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's doing a very good job at... Uh, She's being poised for the cameras and she is, you know, playing the game. She's living up to whatever her contract obligations are, Mm -hmm. but she's being very honest and very heartbroken and kind of like letting us see this like very sad journey that she's on. Like in the, in the first episode when she talked about how it's just like difficult to get dressed because she's so sad and it was so heart-wrenching and just a picture of depression, just a picture yeah, of (laughs) depression. Absolutely. And to have these episodes where there's these like kind of like silly and weird conversations happening and then to end the episode with Portia and this problem that's going on in her life is like, ooh. This is why we like these shows because as silly as they can be, as much as everyone dismisses them, I mean, Portia basically vocalized what depression is in one sentence without even sort of knowing or trying to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think a lot of people that really hit home with them. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> In complete contrast to that, I wanted to talk about how everyone's eyebrows on Real Housewives of New Jersey's look like boomerangs to me. <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on. Okay, so I understand. They're like- <laughs> in a different planet when it comes to trends. Like, their houses look so crazy and so, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Cheap, and they're not. And their makeup is so behind and their eyebrows are boomerangs. You're I, right. So if you get like some work done to your face, like if you get a facelift or, or injections or whatever, I understand that the real eyebrow hair, you know, may be pulled mm. upward toward your scalp line a little bit. However, from the naked eye, it appears <laughs> that the eyebrows are drawn on. Mm-hmm. So the the angle seems to be purposeful. Yeah. No, they are they are absolutely additionally adding eyebrow makeup to their eyebrows that are warped from plastic surgery. And they also don't really move when they're screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. So they're just in a constant, consistent, scary arch while they're yelling at each other. Margaret's eyebrows, who I think she she comes to play as a housewife, even though I don't totally agree with her aesthetic. Um mm-hmm. she really Oh, you is. don't like pigtails on a fifty year old woman? No. <laughs> you know, not my thing. Maybe someone else's thing. Sure. Okay. Um, her eyebrows went from okay, where you know the corner of your where your eyebrow would normally start, all the way almost up to her hairline, all the way down to the corner of her eye. Yeah, they like wrap around. <laughs> it's it's like a Cruella Deville, and yes. I mean that in terms of the shape and also the uh, very old retro animation. Like Cruella Deville yes. is a throwback. Like she looks like she was drawn in the what? 
60s? When was yeah. 101 Dalmatians made? <laughs> Probably. The, I'm going to go with Let's 60s. Let's go with the 60s. Yeah. Then we could check Disney I Plus later. That we just make up facts and then they that's stand. That's a fact. They're like canon in our podcast it's world. It's a fact. That's great. Um, I want Gia to like become Gloria Allred or become like the most uh, famous female criminal justice lawyer in all of Jersey. And then I want her to like single-handedly dismantle ICE. Yes. <laughs> just based on her dad being stuck there. Yes. Poor Gia. Um, cause didn't she say she wanted to go to law school? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So this is, yeah. Teresa's daughter is obviously dealing with all this bullshit. And she, in the first episode said like, that's why I want to go to law school because I want to stop things like this from happening. Cause her dad served a prison sentence for fraud and mm -hmm. is now being kept in ice, um, indefinitely because he's an Italian citizen and in real time, he's actually been deported. He chose to go back to Italy while his case is being heard. Because the ice uh, facility was worse. like a thousand times worse than prison. Yeah. Even in just this conversation we saw on the phone, like they, the kids and the family used to go be able to visit, used to go be able, used to be able to visit Joe in this kind of like low security prison. They could see him, they could touch him, they could kiss and sit on his lap, word for word what Teresa said, which rubbed me the wrong way, but yeah. whatever, yeah. every family is different. Um, <laughs> kind of in that vein, I paused on Gia's Instagram um, caption that she wrote and oh, I read, and read the it. whole thing and I wrote this down. She said about her dad, she has a picture of her as a little girl with her dad, all this nice stuff. He's, he's a nice man. Like he doesn't deserve to be an ice. And then she said, he hasn't felt or looked this good since he was in his thirties. It's like, why uh, did you write that? Or did your dad write that? Like what's going on? Yeah. What is that? Why add that question? Mark. Why add that? But yeah, he used to be in this like more, um, accessible facility. And then they move him to ice in the middle of the night so that paparazzi can't see. And even his phone call was limited to like yeah. one minute he says it's maximum security. He gets put into uh, the hole for trying to open a window in the gym and mm -hmm. window that was already barred. There was like no way he could actually get out of it. So it sounds like this facility is like fucking intense and absolutely insane. And it's so to imagine being in those little girls position where yeah. they're thinking of their dad who was already in prison. They take three years to kind of wrap their head around that. And they're kind of, you know, he probably does his best to show them that he's doing well and he's getting a degree and he's working out and he's comfortable to then on the day he's supposed to be released and come home, go to this ice facility That's where crazy. he's just treated like this intense, like violent criminal or something. It's a really kind of dark thing to go through. And it doesn't surprise me that beautiful Gia now wants to be a lawyer. And man, I hope she does it. I, I hope she hope L woods she the shit out of her life. Yeah. And one of the other insane things that we sort of talked, talked about after the Joe and Teresa special with Andy, where they sat down and, you know, Skyped him in from Italy and talked about where their relationship is at and their marriage and, and all of that is, so Teresa was on Celebrity Apprentice at one point. So she has mm -hmm. met Donald Trump before. And Andy asks her, like, hey, do you want to reach out to him for a pardon or anything? And she's still like, oh, I don't want to inconvenience him. And yeah. it's like, if if an actual family member who has served a prison sentence and has to continue being in worse conditions than the prison sentence doesn't turn people against a certain political party. Like, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, what, what, yeah. What I else don't know what there to be? say. It's, yeah. It is. It is really, it leaves you speechless. It's, it is baffling to see the logic of, I, well, I was on his TV shows and I don't want to make a problem for him. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, do you want to talk a little bit about our guest that we have coming up? Yes. I'm so excited because he is such a good friend and he's so funny and he is my friend, Tim Taylor comedian, writer, and we're all going to sit down and talk about The Bachelor and the wonderful America's sweetheart, Hannah B. 
And um, we're so lucky that the reality gods gave us the promo trailer mm-hmm. for Peter Weber's mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. Bachelor season. Yeah, what a gift. January is truly going to be the time of the year where people like see me enter a room and just leave because I'm like, oh my God, did you see? <laughs> and they're just like, between Vanderpump and The Bachelor, they're like, I can't, I don't have any energy for this Yeah, woman. 2020 <laughs> is going to be tight. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we talk a little bit about the uh, the windmill rose combo trailer. We get into the windmill. We get into the sex and we get into hannah eating bugs we get into jesus we get into jesus and we say nice things about christians and mean things about christians we say both. which is like you know, you know we we do both we do both sides <laughs> um yeah uh this week was so great oh you know what another thing that i wanted to talk about um kelly dodd is with this guy Re- okay real housewives of orange county uh She's dating this guy, Brian, Dr. Brian, as she's calling Dr. him. Dr. Brian. He sort of looks like a hammerhead shark. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess in real time, she's no longer with him, even though we have to watch the rest of their relationship play out mm-hmm. on the series. And um, she's now gotten engaged to, I think, like a Fox News correspondent in New York who <laughs> she seemingly just met. I don't know. It's kind of weird. She just met him. She just broke up with Dr. Brian, who I had talked about previously because he's the one who made fun of her hair turban. Um, and somehow in that time, so it has to be a matter of weeks if I'm doing real housewives, reality TV math correctly, the matter of weeks, they broke up. She met this new guy. It's insane that he's a Fox correspondent. I don't believe it. And she posted a very gross, weird video, a selfie video of her screaming at the camera going, look guys, I got engaged. And she's wagging this like huge diamond. Uh, and they are on the roof. There's candles and roses everywhere. And he is trying, this old man is trying to get into the frame with her. Mm-hmm. He's smooshing his face up against her face to try and get seen by the internet. It's like, girl, this is gross in several ways. Look at your choices. Yeah. Look at what you're doing. But I am here for the headlines and I'm excited to see how this is going to blow up. Yeah, me too. Also trim your bangs. She has uh, got to trim those bangs. They're in her eyes. They are in her eyes. I sound like my mom, but those bangs are in her eyes. They looked pretty toasty, you know. uh, (laughs) Their noses were red. Yeah, they were very toasty. They had been having lots of champagne on the roof. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I hope they're happy. I hope Jolie, her daughter, is going to be okay. Um, Yeah, so... Uh, we have a wonderful interview coming up uh, about Hannah B. The Bachelor. About Hannah B. And Peter so Weber. stay tuned. Woo. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. I am super excited because today's guest is my dear, dear friend, Tim Taylor, who is a writer, comedian, and stand-up guy. Uh, And by that, I mean that he's a true gentleman (laughs) who also does stand-up. Thank you. See what I did there? Wow. And he hosts one of my favorite podcasts, Trashing Things We Love. And today, you're going to talk to us about how you fell in love with The Bachelor franchise 100% so tell us a little bit about your journey as Chris Harrison would say well first of all Chris Harrison was the reason I am here <laughs> period the, he is just hook line sinker the best host to watch on television the, the my biggest complaint with the Bachelor franchise is sometimes he's just there far too little yeah I started watching uh Nick's season I had a mm-hmm. uh my friend uh 
uh, Megan Lachman, shout out Megan. Uh, she uh, asked me and my buddy Daniel, who I lived with at the time, if she could come over and watch The Bachelor uh, because we had cable or whatever, and she did not. And uh, I said, sure, on one condition, I can drink and smoke oh, and yeah. make fun of it. And she goes, that's the point. Yeah. I go, that's the point of watching <laughs> The Bachelor? I had no idea. Yeah, nobody's here for The Bachelor sober. I didn't yeah. understand. <laughs> yeah, that's just a naive, straight, white idiot. Like, I was just like, I don't, I, oh, like, yeah, we can make this a Monday night thing then. Yeah. Colton's season came around. Mm -hmm. and, and that's we, the one we watched together. Exactly. And uh, that's when you were introduced to one Hannah Brown, who we're here to talk about today. Hannah Brown. Uh, and what a roller coaster I have had with uh, fandom of hers, which I've which I've ended up on top mm -hmm. of. But my God, co comeback player of the year and for her and my book. Oh, my Lord. So incredible. Every I remember everybody started out really hating on her. A lot of people were disappointed that The Bachelorette was going to be her. Yeah. Um, she had that sort I, of. I, me too. You were I, I was. I was yeah. one of those people. I was like. I, I was like. How can this girl talk on yes. camera for that long? Oh my gosh. And, and and in the pilot, it was starting. I remember us saying, "We're like, oh, this is this is gonna be bad. This yeah. is gonna be yeah. a long season of her finding words and like." But then it was so fun to see her go from you know we thought she was bad on camera, and then I slowly started to realize it's because she was really being authentic. Yeah. yeah. It was just nervous in front of camera, and you were like, "Oh my god, I would have been nervous too had yeah. I been in her position." And I, I slowly started to realize the things that I disliked about her or found annoying yes. were in fact just her being honest and being kind of silly and nervous. Right. And it, it, it ended up making her so likable. Do you have a specific point where you uh, turned in her favor? I definitely have a point, and it was during Colton's season before a lot of people enjoyed her, but I want to hear Interesting. your, your I, perspective on that. I, I, was, I never... She she became funny to me. Her Hannah and, and someone Demi. and Demi yeah. and Demi all like teamed up and they were like, we just went to like the food hut on the island and didn't do any of this dumb <laughs> right. shit. Yeah, that you were doing. So this is what I challenge. liked her yeah. because they were fun. in the jungle and somebody was like, hey, this is what you know. This is like a native dish. We would eat these bugs. And Hannah was the only person that ate the bug. And then <laughs> afterwards, she was like, oh, you guys like really didn't need it. And Colton was like, Hannah, did you actually eat the bug? And she was like, uh, yeah, I guess I'm. <laughs> I guess I'm all in. And I was like, this girl's the best. Like, yeah. if we can get her to eat a bug, tricked her to be the only person to digest a live insect on camera, I'm all in for and her. smiling yeah. all the way. Yeah. Just, like, beaming while eating a live bug. And so, so yeah. I Everyone do else remember is that. doing their best, like, fake. Like, like, yeah. Yeah, like throwing yeah. it over no their shoulder. The bug. And she was like, I did it. I ate the bug. Yeah. It was crunchy. Oh, also one of my favorite things about Hannah B., was Taylor's impression of her? Oh, um, yeah. Taylor just very quickly uh, when do. we were doing trashing when we were trashing the Bachelor on my podcast it was very we would just ask her to we're like Taylor Taylor how does Hannah B feel about you this? You just have to like smile as hard as you can, <laughs> and then you have a Southern accent, and then you're Hannah B. Could you give us a quick roll tide as Hannah B? A roll tide. <laughs> she's so oh good, Alabama God. Hannah. Yeah. She's so good. It's, it's I, I just love that if we, I mean, we talk about a lot uh, with both Alyssa writing them and me auditioning for them. Female characters do have to be so likable and redeemable. And if she was so unlikable at the beginning, but in a way that was, you could write Hannah B as a B character on a mm -hmm. sitcom, right? 100%. Like she could be a funny barista or, who has like an accent like this and is like kind of crazy and doesn't know what to do with her hands, yeah. but you couldn't make her the leading lady of a show. No, and she that's could be the why best friend. So, right, but yeah. that's why it was so fun when she was the bachelorette and there were hours and hours of primetime 
television dedicated to her that she became so lovable and I tolerated so much of that. Like you couldn't, you couldn't have that be its own show. I also think one thing that's common for, especially the bachelorettes in previous seasons, it's like when somebody outright does something disrespectful to them on the show, you want to see them get pissed off. And so many times people are just like very well media trained and polished and they don't want to, they don't act the way you would act in a relationship when someone fucks you over. And Hannah, like Mm -hmm. right from the get go, she was like, no, I do not accept this bad behavior. How dare you be in my presence and lie to me? And she had a lot of that that season. It was great to watch her. I think the moment that I actually started respecting her a lot is when she kicked that guy out in the pilot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's when I, when she was no bullshit. I was like, yeah, yeah. Get his a ass guy out. showed up to her the, on the very first night. One of the contestants showed up and had a girlfriend. Yeah. And the way she kicked him out, she didn't cry. She like, she got very mad. She was like, this is for me to date people and you're not going to take it seriously. Yeah. And she kicked him out and it yeah. was very fierce and it felt very real that she was just kind of annoyed and pissed. If she, like, it just felt like how I would have reacted in the situation. I would have been like, what the fuck, dude? I'm the bachelorette. Yeah. Don't fuck this up for me. Yeah. I also feel like she, um, I love Britney Spears so much. I know a lot of people rip on Britney Spears and she has a very Britney Spears quality to me <laughs> yeah. where she's imperfect, but she's still like gorgeous and a performer and aspirational mm-hmm. in a way that I could not like, oh my God, if I had her legs, so like my life would be so different. <laughs> um, that tushy and those little booty oh, shorts. Her bod. Wow. Ooh. So good. But, um, She's also like silly and not afraid to yes. show that side of herself in yeah. a way that I think Britney is as well. And right. has that's why she has staying power. It's in our extremely culture. endearing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, no, I, I, she, it's really come full circle. I went from like she's kind of a brat to like, oh, she's funny, evil to she's she's Alabama's sweetheart. She's like the prime she, example yeah. of like the dream girl of Alabama down to how she doesn't care about what people think. Yeah. And I, I think that's honestly one of the most attractive qualities about her is is mm-hmm. how much she's just like, this is me. Like, yeah. she'd burp if she had to. Like, <laughs> it's just, and I'm like, I love that. You're, uh, she's so unapologetically herself. And I find that even people I know in real life like that, it takes me a little bit because they come off just rubbing you a little bit wrong. Mm-hmm. But when they mean well, and it's like Hannah, that's it's a just good like. point. I hadn't thought of it that way. I've been thinking so much about herself. like how it is very fascinating to me that she went from being someone I thought I hated to someone I loved. And I was like, that never happens in real life, but it does. I think you're right that like yeah. very strong personalities mm-hmm. and people who are kind of idiosyncratic like that and come from like kind of a weird place do come off a little jarring and you're like okay calm down right roll tide girl but then after a hang you're like she's cool let's talk a little bit about how she's managed to remain unproblematic uh Mm. through the entire franchise i think that's a very hard to do anytime you're on television or in the spotlight i think for her what was so cool about her season specifically is she was so open about how religious she is and yet still managed to be loving hardcore christians hate her they do. <laughs> that's the only. That's the only uh, trouble she's found is the uh, the Luke P's of the country. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I mean, you know. And Jesus still loves so me. So sorry. That's this is not a Luke show P. for them. No, <laughs> it's not. It's say. not. Yeah. It's just not the right audience for them. One hundred percent. You know, she, but they get some of their some of their boys go on as contestants. Of so. course, of <laughs> course. Um, sexy, sexy, hot. Christian guys are no stranger to the bachelor. Yeah. Um, but she, I mean, she came from like her world was very small. She, she grew up in the place that she went to college to or uh, for, and she had never lived outside of her parents' house. And, she managed to sort of have the right takes about everything yeah. on national television, which mm-hmm. is hard. I don't even know if I could do that. 
Um, let's talk about Hannah's guys a little bit. Do you think that Hannah will regret not fucking Tyler for the rest of her life? Uh, on the show. Um, Can you not ask <laughs> stupid fucking questions on this podcast? <laughs> I'm... I think she's of already course. over it. I know what you no think. Way Taylor, she's I over it. What he I know way she's Tyler. over it. I think I think I think put together Hannah that we are all gloating about in this moment has let that go at this point in her life. I think she had a solid eight months to a year of mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Uh yeah. but uh no, I think she's moving on and moving up. Uh if anything, I think what she's still gonna kick herself about for a much longer period of time is just fucking entertaining Jed. As a human oh, being. Oh, yeah. Or, I mean, that whole time I wanted to scream at her, like, girl, you could get a real country star. You don't have to settle right, for yeah, this right. douchebag who has an acoustic guitar and wrote one little ditty. He like, wrote you're, a pet jingle. Yeah. A pet food jingle. Yeah. Like, you don't hey, have to. Jingles you know, are where the money's at. That's tough. He's going to make a lot of money <laughs> Look, out of that. no disrespect to him. If he hadn't been such a snake, I mm-hmm. would be like, great. That's a, what a wonderful catch. He's so accomplished. I hope that continues. But yeah. for Hannah to, you know have such two solid choices next to him, Peter and Tyler, and have such great sexual chemistry with both of them and then just be digmatized by his guitar. <laughs> it's like, come Isn't on. that something too that was so, I found so, uh, I was so there for her and it was very frustrating. And I remember talking to my boyfriend's mom about it a lot because it was like, we wanted to take her by the shoulders and shake her and be like, just don't pick Jed. It's crazy. Yeah. But there was both with Jed and with Luke P, Hannah would look at the camera and say like, I have to figure this out on my own. Mm-hmm. And that's, I felt that with friends and I felt that in my own dating life where you watch a friend date a bad guy mm-hmm. and no matter how much you tell her, listen, this guy is bad. She has to get the, the like s- stimulus to break up with him from him. He yeah. has to do or say something shitty yeah. and helped, you just have to stay on the sidelines and you've wait. You've helped me out of a situation. Similar, yes, uh, yes. With, with a girl. Yeah. Yes, and I have to be like, hey, man, this girl fucking sucks, but I guess I'm just going to have to wait until yeah. she cues you and she gets and you, like, finally see it because of something she does. So I felt that. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that so hard in Hannah's journey, and when she ultimately did pick Jed and when it all came crumbling down, I was like, oh, that is, we've all been there. Like, yeah. where we picked the wrong guy and we just had to wait to it's see just like, him be the wrong guy. He He was ugly, though, right? Yes. Like he has an underbite. Oh my God. <laughs> like he's Especially. like, he's like, oh, like this is every time he was frustrated. You guys at home just uh, listen to my <laughs> physical impression. But he's just like, oh, <laughs> come, come on, man. We all need time with her. Like, it's oh, just my, like, my boyfriend's like mom said his head was always, was sometimes too big. Yeah. She was like, sometimes his head is too big. No, and I, I was thought, like, but no. how is his head sometimes too big? And she was like, it just is. Look no. at it. And she's right. No, sometimes you guys are both it wrong. Too big. It's not sometimes. His head is habitually, t- he's a bobblehead walking around. <laughs> when was it like aptly sized when he wore his dad's suit? Like, it was just like, he always looked like, it was like that you have a large, a large head, yeah. a large head. And how can you have five him foot four body on a platter probably. and Tyler C, who is now Ugh. the most famous hot guy in the I world. I know. And and also, go, he, legend. I'm gonna legend. pick Jed. He, love, love Tyler. Tyler had a big turnaround for me too. Oh, his, he did. You didn't like him at first. His intro wow. video where he's the construction worker dancing. What? Oh, I what do you hated not? it. I, I will hated kill it. I hated you it. in this podcast. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. 
Uh, I hated it. I don't know. I, full full turnaround. I thought he was just mm-hmm. a douchebag yeah, and yeah. disingenuous. And yeah. again, a guy who's actually genuinely just a fucking weirdo and like is cool with being who he is and very comfortable in his own skin. And ended up being a total gentleman. And also he got enormous brownie points for me because I always like the ex-athletes. And he's just yes. like an ex-Baltimore Ravens mm-hmm. player. Except for Colton. I don't know. I <laughs> Colton, have I have like respect for it. but Tyler, quick Tyler, uh, like... Sidebar. Sidebar. Um, There's pictures of him shirtless uh, winning his rec league basketball championship and i just <laughs> think about them a lot anyway let's wow keep that's like yeah that's so tailored to you what so a gift. good so do you, good do you want to know what's amazing is that he definitely played in a rec league that had jerseys and he chose oh. to play with his shirt on <laughs> absolutely there's no fucking rec league that he's playing in that's shirts and skins get the fuck yeah. out of here yeah when they have an actual trophy to give yeah. no 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 they See, definitely no, 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 no. decide that's the level of him i don't exactly love but oh. i do love tyler yeah. it's, it's just genius. like he is he, you know it's not douche chills, but it's like douche goosebumps. Like I get like yeah. douche bumps from him. <laughs> and uh, but I love him. I don't know. He's great. And I, I was happy. If, I actually just hated when he dated uh, Gigi. Yeah. I just like because I, I, I he is a guy who can be in tabloids, mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. I don't know. It'd be way cooler if he was like took away some major actress or something like that. Like yeah, I don't know. yeah. Um, what do you think of Peter? And how do you feel about Hannah and Peter not ending up together? Um, I think, I think Hannah gradually signed, sealed and delivered herself. No man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she learned a lot from it and actually grew from it. And I think whoever she does end up with in life, she'll be happy that it didn't come from this television show. Yeah. Um, I think not that's to a say nice that way the, to look at it. Not, this, not to say that these like relationships that come are like entirely bold. And then I, cause some people it works out. It, it does. Sure. I mean, a lot of them come on, like but like some, some of it works out. Yeah. Um, Peter's a piece of walking blank white paper that has a pretty picture on it to me. It's just like, he's like, he is very, very boring. Uh, I love that he flies. I, I, I liked the other pilot more in the pilot. <laughs> I know, both The Tim pilot and, and the pilot. Uh, there were two pilots in the pilot and yeah. Tim and I Chase? liked the other pilot. If his name is Chase, I'm going to give you a lollipop. That would be amazing if Hell you just yeah. pulled that from your brain. Hell so yeah. We're going to a bank. Fun fact, and I think this is a great uh, segue into this mm-hmm. week's little Bachelor promo. Um, I went to middle school with Peter. Oh, yes. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. He's boring. He's so boring. He has. He was always hot, and he always had nothing to say. And That's he was always very into God. And you know what? Good um. for him. Uh <laughs> I am, <laughs> and he was Alyssa never. Is Loki not bitter about any part of this you, relationship? Let me tell you, very into God, never into me. So, oh. <laughs> hater. Um, I my high school reunion's coming up oh, very man. soon, Ooh. and uh, I hope there's some chatter about <laughs> Peter as a bachelor. What, what if what if he's there with the camera crew? <laughs> he's oh my like, god! He's like, I'm taking. I would it's like hometowns. change myself to his <laughs> hometowns. <leg>. hometowns. <laughs> I'm taking people to my. Yeah, his hometowns are going to be my literal hometown, and also the town that they filmed The Bachelor in, which is very weird. Yeah. Um, what did you think that, of that? That I think is the weirdest part about it's him. So weird is wanting to go to this mansion up the street to yeah. find love. He said that they used to go. He was like, like, when I was in high school, we used to go like drink by that mansion or something like that, right? Like yeah. he t- he has like childhood memories of the bachelor mansion, which is breaking the fourth wall a little bit for me. Yeah, because I picture you know they it's oh they act like they pluck all of these regular Americans out of their hometowns and oh, then they yeah. put them up on this big mansion no, on a hill. Yeah. And Peter's like, no, I live right next door. Also, Taylor. not to mention, motherfucker, you can fly anywhere. <laughs> yeah, you want to yeah. find love there? You're a pilot and you're hot. And being a pilot. 
pilot, if you're not hot, still makes you hot to some people. Completely And so correct. you've got two things in your favor, and you completely lack a yeah. personality, which still got you to have sex in a windmill three uh-huh. times. Four, like, four, four times. Four, four. <laughs> uh, I just... It's it's weird. It's just it's he's a strange mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I'm I'm excited because I I don't know I I just think there could be some it. strong female personalities that can just completely steer his brain. Yeah, I, I, like I, I like wonder I, how susceptible he'll be to the villains of the season. Peter putting his foot down sounds like an oxymoron. Like that just oh, doesn't yeah. seem like but something hey, that happens. So did Peter, and I thought he was very sexy. I thought he was very sexy, very charming. So did. Peter laying pipe four times in a windmill. That yeah. was surprising to me. So uh, I think he is because when I heard that Hannah B had had sex four times in a windmill, I was like, obviously it's Jed because I because she had already not had sex with Tyler. Yeah, and it was just kind of hard for me to imagine Peter even having the energy to do it four times. But well, they had that hot makeout sauna session. They did have a hot makeout sauna session. They made out on that boat a lot in Greece, and that was very like cute and steamy. But it just still surprised me. So I think that he is full of surprises. Yeah. Do you guys think Peter would have booked The Bachelor if I he hadn't he was, have slammed her four times? I think. No. I think even. I, I, I think regardless <laughs> of that, he was fourth in line. I think there's. Mm. I think there's two or three guys ahead of him who said no sure. from last season. Maybe one from a different season. I that think that sense. was probably like they wanted Tyler and he said no. Yeah, I feel like they wanted Mike. Yeah, and but then Mike kind of burned out on Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, really? I think they might have been like low key. Let's audition him on Bachelor in Paradise, and then it was just too much hopping from girl to girl, and nothing really took, and so there was no storyline to go off of. Yeah, and I guess Um, because Hannah, Hannah, correct me if I'm wrong. Hannah kind of had an early departure to be the next Bachelorette, right? Like she, she was sent home like. Fairly, like there's still like seven other girls at the house. I want what to say. What ended up happening was that whole scandal between Kaylin and Cassie, sort of making a pact to become the Bachelorette, one yeah. of them, and then that was like such a bad look. And traditionally, you're right, one of them would have been named the Bachelorette, right. and it was like, oh, we have to go with the only honest person left standing, Hannah. Yeah. And then there was a lot of handholding from Chris Harrison at the beginning to be like, you're gonna be great. Let's make sure you know how to express yourself on camera. Yeah. Like he was more involved. In I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was um, so cute. I'll I don't know what to do with my hands. Um, with that, uh, here's a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Whoa, what would tables be turning. what would be a Hannah B type candidate from her season that could have been this, and if there was one, Garrett. He's not super early. It's tough to say because I think, as we've discussed, Hannah is so special. Um, she had a lot of liars, which makes it hard. She did. She did. Well, yeah. And we're also talking about the difference between men and women. And I don't know if you know this, Tim, but men are trash. Oh, um, I, I, yeah, I, ha- I host a podcast called Trashing Things We Love. And a lot of the subjects are and men. men. Yes. <laughs> and so myself. it's harder to be like, well, this was a very sweet little America sweetheart. If anything, I would have, I guess, said Peter. Like Peter felt yeah. like a sweetheart to me. So this does sort of feel like a watered down poor man's Hannah B choice. Really quickly. I want to say the, the, just a quick tangent, uh, Pixar made a character that made me as a man be able to relate. And that's Forky from the new Toy, <laughs> Toy Story 4. And, and I've never laughed harder or felt more relative than when he's just constantly trash. throwing him in the trash. He goes, I'm trash. It's just, just like, it's like that's all away. of us. There wow. we are. We're all Forky. That's amazing. With less color. 
I want to read a little quote from the uh, Deadline article that released the trailer about the first episode of Peter's season. Um, it says, quote, Peter's search for his soulmate takes off to new heights on pr premiere day when a few women earn their wings on a daring group date plus or other romantic dates, a first for a Bachelor premiere and will feature a special surprise visitor who has everyone talking. Okay, so <sighs> two questions. Do you think they're making all the women jump out of a plane as their <laughs> intro? <laughs> Which I think would be amazing. You have them in their gowns and their faces are like flying back. And they're like women. And they all have a guy on their back because yeah. none of them are able to do it on their own. They're like, and they're like, I'm Haley and I'm from Barso. I'm a social media influencer. <laughs> And then um, but they they all slip on the wet driveway. There's oh, wet yeah. for why? Why is the driveway wet? Are we That's gonna get into this? Genius. <laughs> do who do you think the special visitor is? Is it Hannah? Just to be like, good luck, ladies. Yeah. Like it's all good between me and Peter. No remaining tension. It's got to be Hannah. It's, it's got to be Hannah. It would be it would be so weird if it was any of the other guys. Like who was he tight with? Like he didn't really have. He ended up being, they all ended up becoming friends, the boys, because they hated Luke P so right. much. Maybe um, Luke's coming. But I think there's no way it's not Hannah because, first of all, she does have, have a good, uh, you know, kind of changing of the guard. She'll have to just be like, good luck, ladies. Like, he's great, but mm -hmm. we are on good terms. And mm -hmm. a little, like, go for him. And also, they the network has to be riding this wave of how much Hannah B is still killing the fame game. Yes. Yeah. And she's killing it on Dancing with the Stars. Yes. America still loves her. Everybody she handled still the obsessed jet thing with her. Beautifully. Handled the yeah. jet like how like, she talked about like she, she just won a People's Choice Award. She won a People's yeah. Choice yeah. Award against Tyler C. So uh, there's just no way that the network doesn't pull her in for the first episode. Um, and and th th now that you brought it up, I think Hannah B would straight up jump out of a plane if she was invited. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she bungee jumped oh. and topless. Yes. yes. Oh, my God. And where were they? Lot. They were in, like, Sweden or Finland. Something. And they were like, this is just something we do in Finland. We yeah. bungee jump topless. Yeah. yeah. Who, was, who Was it with Garrett? Yeah. That was it with was Garrett. It was with Garrett. And then, um, you know, Luke was mad that her, like, breasts had touched his chest or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Can we touch on that quickly too? Uh, <laughs> okay, Taylor. Is, I, ju I, I just want to touch <laughs> on that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about that very satisfying scene of Hannah finally ripping into Luke oh, P yeah. for slut shaming her. It was, I think, one Do of. You think I they think added the rain? No, <laughs> I think that the guys it was were a smiling cacophony down. Of perfection. It's so perfect. Oh, it's and have perfect. you guys ever felt? I mean, I watch a lot of reality TV. Alyssa watches a lot of reality TV. You've now seen a lot of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Yes. It was the first time ever that the the previews and the momentum leading up to this huge scene, yeah. paid off a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I was cheering for her. I was screaming. I was shouting. I loved it. And it was everything that they had promised. And she just like, and more just, it, she Babe Ruthed it. She yeah. just like pointed out of the stadium yeah. and knocked that scene out of the park yeah. and just threw him in the limo. And, and we're going to play a quick clip of it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm so mad. <laughs> so like I have had sex. So what? Y yeah. And I, Jesus still loves me. <laughs> from, from obviously how you feel, me in a windmill, probably, and probably literally. I didn't just go to the fantasy suite. I in a windmill. And guess what? We did it a second time. I love, don't, didn't you? I just loved when she was like, 
I have given you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have oh. kept you here. I've kept you on a fucking national television show and you're going to be shitty to me. Yeah, like, and no one likes you and I've been trying to make excuses yes. for you. Yeah. And this is what I really loved about her when I talk about her as remaining unproblematic given what a specific background she has. It's like she brought Christianity to this debate in a such a way that I've never seen on television. And I thought that was so fucking awesome. Yeah. Like you're going to come at me and be judgmental. Great. I know just as much about the Bible as you do. And I'm yes. going to defend myself yes. with yes. the same logic. Yes. yes. She's so good. No, it was <laughs> oh, I loved and he, it. He clearly goes to one of those churches that is just like not Christians. Scary. They're just like yeah. mean. Yeah. And like, it's just like, a, like, the whole thing where he's just like, I used to be a like sex maniac, and then <laughs> and then God came to him in, in the, the shower. shower. It's like God, oh, yeah. God came to him in the shower. Yeah, no, he was good riddance, dude. Good riddance and her indeed. making him get up was so satisfying because they were sitting at the table when it all came down, and he started to slut shame her and said he wouldn't date her if she had been having sex. And she stood up and was like, "Get out!" And he wouldn't stand up. He was like, "I think that you owe me a conversation." She was like, oh, you, I don't know you anything. And she literally makes him get up and drags him out, as you said, in the rain to the limo. And there's something so satisfying about that, too, because kind of like what we've talked about with uh, loving Teresa Judai so much Mm -hmm. and how like feisty she could get. Oh, man, there's so many times I've been in an argument, especially with like an ex-boyfriend where I'm, I just want to be like, get the fuck out and like make them get out of the room or make them get out of the restaurant. And I don't because I'm like trying to remain calm and I would never imagine doing that so it was so satisfying to just see her in her beautiful dress get up and be like get the fuck out of here and I think up until that point another thing that was my favorite about Hannah is she would just she was trying to give people the benefit of the doubt and was trying to remain calm and express herself clearly. And sometimes she got so overwhelmed, she'd just have to go stand like in a corner yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like look at a wall and yeah. then be like, nobody talks to me, come back. Or, or like sit on the ground in the driveway. Yeah. Um, and so it was like at that point, Luke had been given so many chances to turn his ass around and oh, he just couldn't get with it. Way too many. Yeah. And I think at that point it all culminated that she was like, Oh, shit. He really was around for way too long. Yeah. Yeah. She apologized to America. Yeah. 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 That's certainly a first. You know, I'm sort of like, you don't have to apologize to us for making mistakes when you're in love. Like, that's what the show is about. But I appreciate the notion. But I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Right, which is, yeah, exactly what I was talking about earlier of that, like, man, she was like, I just had to figure it out on my own. And I agree. It sucks how I did it. And I'm (laughs) sorry that you guys had to, you were telling me the whole time, but I just had to figure it out. By myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got you, girl. We'll still be best friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Hopefully she'll show up at my birthday next year. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yes. Sorry. Sidebar. Tim has to tell this story about his birthday. Okay. Uh, we were on. Uh, I was on uh, uh, birthday drugs. Uh, drugs. Um, <laughs> okay. At, and having a house party at his house. Having his a house birthday. party. Drugs that make people's faces not exactly look like their faces. And uh, so I went in the house and Uh there's a a girl sitting in my living room and uh, I'm introduced to her. And I was like, I can't remember that name. I can't remember your name. And then there was like my buddy who introduced them. And I went outside and all of you guys are talking. They're like, is Corinne in your house right now? Corinne. <laughs> and Corinne was at my birthday party of Nick at my Miles house in my bachelor house. season. Yeah. The sexual villain Corinne. And wow. I knew her. I knew her because I had watched Nick's uh, yeah. season, and she was fantastic as a villain. And 
I still, I still am not sure if that was the truth. If I didn't have twenty other people confirm it, I would be like, that it was unbelievable, Lisa. Oh I was outside and I was talking to a bunch of non-bachelor people, and I look out of the corner of my eye, and I'm like, and most of these people at this party are my friends, and I'm like, damn, that girl really looks like Corinne, and she's walking into the house. Then she walks out of the house, and I see her again, and I'm like, that's. Corinne and she's leaving. Did she and make just, you cheese pasta? Like, <laughs> I, no gifts. Wow. No gifts. Did I she, actually later got asked to put her on uh, Rad City. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, I guess she does like a, a bit with some guy who's an actor or something. Rad City is a stand-up comedy show that Tim. Oh, hosts. don't do yeah. it. Don't don't do Absolutely that. Absolutely not. Don't give back. her that opportunity. <laughs> I did not. I didn't text back to. Wait, the so dude. who brought her and like what was the story? And he's uh, this kid I know who's like kind of a friend of a friend. Um, he uh, he. I guess he manages her. Okay. Uh, I didn't know he was going to be at my party. So she was like she trying was. to network to get a stand-up spot, it seems like, maybe. <laughs> I guess. That kind of came later. Like, he asked me once we, because we didn't start the show until a few months yeah, after a little my bit birthday. After. And then yeah, I just got, like reached out. He's like, yo, can you put Corinne on? But it's certainly a lot of like metal. comedy people yeah. at this party. And man, I, re- I loved after she walked out and I'm sitting there and I'm going, that was Corinne seconds later a bunch of the girls that we watched the bachelor in the oh my god corinne's inside running did you out see and they were like did you see did you see wow. can you believe did you see it and then was like for, a vision and then once i finally found out it was because <laughs> of the state i was in i i i swear to god i was afraid i was afraid to be in my own house for like an, the next <laughs> half hour it's like is she still here because i'm trying to talk about it to people who yeah. don't know what i'm talking about also none of my guy friends are like yeah, yeah, all of the boys were very underwhelmed, and all, we were all free. It was all of the girls and Tim yeah. were like squealing. Yeah. I would say, like, pat on the back to all those women for keeping their cool. Probably some of them were on drugs and yeah, seeing her yeah. at, and being like, stay here, stay here, stay here. I'm not going to be weird. Stay here. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Great job, guys. That's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah. What is a cool, amazing moment? So it's are just you, so funny she was at that house. Yeah, for sure. Are you going to watch the season of The Bachelor, you yeah. think? Even though yeah. he's probably boring? I want to watch because okay. he's boring. Uh, I low key want to see Peter fail. I don't know why. I just I, I don't like him. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't. He's so boring. He's so, he's boring. so boring. The fact that Mike didn't get a call is. Uh, I don't want to. Upsetting. It's just. I. I really hope it's not the reason we think it might be, which yeah. is America might not be ready for a black bachelor. Like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. This is re- fucking ridiculous. Like. Good God. We've had a black bachelorette. Like, we're good. Mm -hmm. Let's go. I think, you know, first, obviously, that's very problematic in the series in America. needs a black bachelor. I don't even think it's, like, is ready for at this point. It's like we're starving I'm sure ABC is terrified to do it. For many. For more than one. Um, But uh, I think, you know, the little tryst they had in the windmill, it's like, they're going to plug that so much every single season. Oh, yeah. I mean, the goddamn promo. The windmill's behind him in the... Yeah. Oh, God. I just... I, I don't know. But yeah, I do ma- agree with you. It's Mike weird. Made a it's weird bachelor. casting based off of situations that yes. happened versus personality that is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they kind of have to ride the momentum of like I believe that they really don't pick it until right before they announce it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, they're obviously strategizing the whole time, and the producers. I think are they keeping got nose. I think they got at least a Tyler C. No, and they're like, all right, because they certainly got nose because they sure. wanted to. They don't they always do it before the finale or, or whatever. Here's okay. So here's a little. Uh, 
inside story that means nothing, but what I will share that I know about this, I went out to drinks a couple years ago with um, the president of ABC's assistant. Mm -hmm. And as we were at the drinks, The Bachelor was announced. And she seemed very surprised by who The Bachelor was because they tested to other people and she was under the impression they had decided on a different person. So I do think it's like two people or three people are told, Hey, you're possibly up for the bachelor. And then ABC kind of like gauges the internet reaction. And then Chris Harrison gives the call because mm-hmm. they played the, yeah. uh, the Hannah B the call. Hannah B call. Yeah. I, that is, yeah, that is a thousand percent true. Cause I've heard stories of, um, contestants going and doing an actual photo shoot. Yeah. Like, contestants will go do the photo shoot of them holding the rose mm-hmm. and like what their announcement picture is going to be. And then they'll be like, never mind. It's like those shirts when, you know, one, when there's like two teams in the World Series and oh, they make yeah. the shirts for both teams. So and are you saying, so are you saying Tyler sees The Bachelor in Africa? Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> exactly. I'm moving to Africa. Yeah. That's great. I want to watch that show. Yeah. Exactly. That's oh, what I man. think. That's how I think they do, do it. Uh, you know, obviously we don't say it on the air, but did she give you the other two names? And can you disclose yeah, um, us after? So I'm pretty bad with the Bachelor contestant names, which is terrible, I know. But I think it was... <laughs> That's really terrible. The year that... Okay, remember when Chase and... Uh, who was the guy who went on Bachelor Winter Games and then sort of ghosted that one girl who had like PTSD in Rachel's season? Do you remember him? Um, they thought he was going to be the Bachelor. And it then is, they announced... It isn't it Chase? Chase and... I want to say his name is Luke also, but maybe not. And then I think it was a surprise that it was Nick because Nick was playing so well on like Bachelor in Paradise, basically. Mm. Those that timeline might be Luke, bad because my memory's bad. Luke but. hot Luke that JoJo rejected, right? He was like hot Southern yes, Luke. Yes, yeah, yeah. I was very disappointed when he wasn't the best. And it was confusing when he got rejected. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell he was even surprised. He was shocked. He looked like he loved her and I loved him so much. He was so my type. Yeah. So I think he thought he was going to be the bachelor and then they went with Nick instead because Nick was like a villain and then came back around eventually. Um. Anyway, uh, crazy. Yeah, I've We're seen excited Nick to do improv. Oh, you have? He does. He'll do bangerang every once in a while uh-huh. at UCB. Oh, yeah. I used to intern there on Fridays and he would just come in. And basically, they have the guest monologuist, and uh, he's like, throw out a word. He's like, yeah, give me a word. Is and he people, good? People, no, he's terrible. <laughs> he just took his shirt off. Um, and people would like throw out a word, and he'd be like, mm, don't like that word. No, that's throw not how improv works. 100%. <laughs> and he'd be like, throw out another word. And he'd be, and he'd throw that, someone throw out another word, and he'd be like, don't like that one either. Fuck anyway, you, Nick. He goes, anyway, I here, love it. here's a bachelor story from behind the scenes. <laughs> like, it's just like, just fucking come out and say your story. Don't ask yeah, for a goddamn word. Don't ask for a word now. Oh, man. He's done it like, so he just did it like a week ago. I saw on their like Instagram page. He's I like, I would love a, to go and boo him. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. He does it like, he, I want to say he's done it like over 10 times. Like, he's wow. done that. Wow. But like, so mo- basically, he just does the monologue, but then for the last like 20 minutes, he plays with them and it's just. I got damn mess. Wow, amazing. <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Well, um, this was so lovely. Yeah, thank this you guys so for having lovely. me on. I'm so honored. Can How? you yeah. do you have anything you would like to plug? Sure. I am uh uh well Rad City we already talked about. I have no idea when our next show is gonna be. Um <laughs> this is gonna be the worst plugging sequence. Uh, I have a I have a stand up show coming up at the end of the month. Don't know the venue. Amazing. <laughs> uh, you can follow me on Instagram at another underscore Tim underscore Taylor, and uh, also I have a podcast. And Taylor is a frequent guest of the podcast. We have those. If you like us trashing the Bachelor, we have a ton of that for you, and mm-hmm. it's called Trashing Things We Love at Trashing Things on your social media platforms. And uh, 
Sick. Isn't Follow it? Tim and then go see the details of these stand-up events when he posts about yes, them. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yes, there will be <laughs> there will be announcements better Can than this do, one. Can we do um just to just to wrap it up a a a roll tide? Roll all together. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. I thought we were gonna see who had the better. <laughs> better. I was like, I thought it was like Taylor, a, you're asking us to play a game. You're gonna win with your accent. Yeah. Okay? I, I agreed. I was just like, I was like, no, no. we'll do it in unison. We'll do it in unison. Right. Ready? Three, two, one. Roll, Roll time. time. <laughs>